0: Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. You need to be more like a doll. We don't need a bunch of cats in here. Yeah. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovan and Nathan Brennan.
1: Happy Tuesday to all the Ticket listeners out there. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, and we are off and running. We've got uh, another article trying to place where they think Casey Thompson ranks this time in uh, quarterback tiers for the uh, for the transfer portal. Uh, the transfer portal ranking. So uh, we'll get to that here in a second. Uh, we also have Brian Munson of On Three joining us here as he does every Tuesday here in about twenty minutes, and we'll wrap up the show. With uh, a look back at the 2017 Husker football season, something we don't really want to do because it was one of the worst seasons in Husker football memory. Um, but uh, that's only that's only uh, it, it, it was even worse than last year. But the record wouldn't show it, and I think that's gonna that's gonna be a common theme. I think when you look at the worst years, you know, as as we move on from this year, that it, it made it so so much like you had to be there type of story. Because I think like in 10 years from now, when you just run down the Nebraska seasons and you go, okay, three, nine, that's awful. That's the worst. You don't have the context of, yeah, it was awful, but they were actually pretty good that year. Especially last year. Yeah. That team was, that team was pretty good. (laughs) Just not a winning, (laughs) no Uh, which is, I mean, obviously is an aspect of being good. (laughs) But uh, again, um, you know, I was just surprised by the respect that they still got. And I think it's because a lot of their games were on national TV, but um, to have Jojo Doman be, um, second-team All-American, despite not even having played his final few games. Um, to have Austin Allen be the big ten tied to the end of the year, like people still you know it was more than just kind of look at the final um final record for Nebraska, but man, was that a part of the story it's it 's almost um it 's just kind of funny because I think you know when you 're close to the situation like we are we 're kind of used to it, and things are just kind of in place but um you know it it, it it's it 's just it you couldn 't write this redemption story any better, hopefully we get a redemption story at the end of this thing. Um, because it is, it, it it's been it's been tough. It's been a tough run, obviously, for Scott Frost taking over for Mike Riley, um, and things just haven't gone as well. But I, I think sometimes we do get lost in that. Bo Pelini was talking the other day on his podcast about a- athletic directors, and he had his own battles, um, of course, with Sean Aykworth when he was here, um, and he basically said, "Yeah, those guys are like lawyers, and they don't know the game of football, and so you know why are they making those decisions?" Uh, and then you're just like, "Yeah." Most places, but ours won a Buckus Award, so because right. it's Nebraska, and we might be a football school. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you even on game day, they did
0: get that national respect, because I think it was Kirk Street I believe it was Kirk Herbstreet. It might have been Desmond Howard. On game day, said, when they were 3-8 and eight, going to that Iowa game, this team very well could be 8-3. and three. Yeah. And I don't know. The thing is, as a fan, do you want to hear that, or are you just like, screw it, we're tired of hearing how good we are, we lose every time? Because I think – I enjoy hearing it. It's like, okay, things literally could have gone one or two plays differently, and you're looking at a completely different season. Because it's true, but it is kind of frustrating at the same time. It's like, oh, great, here we go again.
1: What it always be what could have been last year. And again, the, the division was really good. Uh, I think sometimes we, we overlook that because it's not flashy. You know, Minnesota wins by holding on to the ball and running all the time. So maybe, you know, you're not overwhelmed by their skill, position, talent at times. But, I mean, you talk about Purdue and Minnesota and, and Iowa and Wisconsin all with nine-plus wins. And, you know, some people would say, well, yeah, but, you know, Nebraska was close to them or Nebraska this. The take the Nebraska one away. They're all they're all winning eight or nine games. That's a heck of a year for like four teams in your in the Big Ten West mm. to do. Um, so it, I, I you know that that played into it too. And and so the down games, the games we go back to because we all go, yeah, that's fine if you do that against Ohio State and Oklahoma, but you got to beat Minnesota and Purdue. And okay, well those were nine win teams. Those I mean that's uh, easier said than done with the quality of program that Jeff Brom and, T- and PJ Fleck are throwing out there. Never mind the fact that Paul Chris and, and Kirk Fair have been doing it, you know, year in and year out uh, for the last five years or so for Iowa's case and, you know, for Wisconsin even longer.
0: Which I understand that that's a valid argument. I mean, those are eight, nine-win football teams, but I don't see them being in any way that much better than Nebraska. If you ask me who's the better team, I probably still would tell you that Nebraska was the better team. Did they win? No. And at the end of the day, your record is what matters and it's what fans are going to remember. But if you said right now, last season, do I think that Nebraska was a better team than Purdue? I'd probably tell you yes. And I think that if you substitute Casey Thompson for Adrian Martinez, the end of that game ends differently. I think if you put Logan Smothers in that game, <laughs> the game ends differently. That's a big question, like, isn't it? Because that was the possibility. <laughs> you could. And then if you ask me, Iowa last season, and I understand Iowa won the Big Ten West. They were the representative that went to the Big Ten championship game. If you asked me who is the better team, I'd probably tell you Nebraska. Did they win the game? No. And that's the most frustrating part about it is that I could point to numerous teams in the Big Ten West specifically that Nebraska was a better team, but they lost. So at the end of the day, who
1: cares? And at, but can you do that within the I, let, let, that's what I'm getting to is can you, I I understand that you can say on that Nate on that day Nebraska should have won that game. You can do that with every game last year for Nebraska. But the problem is, is again
0: other you, than Illinois.
1: Well, yeah. But Goodness either gracious. way to like again to take that away to say that Nebraska could win that day, can you make up that gap in your own mind from okay, let's say they win that game and they win four games and these other teams, you know, again, drop down to 8. You still think the four-win Nebraska team is better than the eight-win team even if well, you beat them? This is what I think is a little bit unfair,
0: though, is that we're not just talking one game. You easily—okay, I won't say easily because if that was the case, it would have happened. There was a chance that you could have flipped it completely and gone 9-3. and three. There was a legitimate chance, and you can point to very specific plays during the season, that that would become reality. And we'd be having a completely different discussion on Scott Frost, which I think is part of what's unfair towards him. And I know some people agree with this and some people don't. I don't think it was totally on Scott Frost. And the frustration is that if he went 9-3 and last season, which was a real possibility, like these games against Michigan, Michigan State, Minnesota, Iowa, these were not blowouts. These were games that Nebraska should have won, but they pulled a Nebraska and ended up losing. We'd be having a different discussion about Scott Frost. We'd be talking about they do it again, he's gonna get a contract extension. That's my frustration is we're looking at this season and all these fans want him gone and we're blaming Scott Frost. Well, actually, if a few plays went differently, you'd be having the exact opposite reaction.
1: But that's that's the problem, is who's holding Nebraska back? Is it Scott Frost? Is it That's the question? Is it Adrian Martinez? Um, you know, you know what I feel. You know how I feel. <laughs> but you get the you get the idea is that like I think last year, and and the problem is these teams are, haven't been very disciplined. So it's not like, hey, they do all the right things, and then this guy makes a boneheaded play, and they got to fix the boneheaded play. It's like, well, there's always penalties that hurt them, right. and, and they're just making, you know, they've just been a rather undisciplined team um, as far as Scott Frost has been here at Nebraska. His UCF team was undisciplined as well. They just had the talent to overcome that right. in, against their opponents. That um, those two years that he was there. Um, so that's why I, I kind of fear. I, I I guess that's why, why I land where I do in, in the discussion is that I think that more often than not, you put a different coach in that position and you're going to probably get a better record.
0: I think if you put a different quarterback in that position, you probably get a different record. I'm
1: not <laughs> like, and right, that's yeah? the
0: thing, and that's how you interpret it. And Gus says here the suckage of last year can be divided into thirds: Frost, A. Martin, special teams. Yeah. and I think that's accurate. But it, it what it comes down to but is, they're, out they're, of those three, those are going to be the scapegoats. No matter whether you like it or not, those are the three that are going to be blamed. Who takes the brunt of that blame? Well, it's to me, question. It
1: always falls back to Frost. You can say, "Oh, special teams are terrible." Who's the head coach? Who's supposed to get the special? T- it's year four. Special Who's teams, supposed to get the special teams in line by now? At special least. teams, sure. That's a Frost problem.
0: Special teams, sure. But there were some plays that happened on special teams that I cannot blame Frost for. Like, it was literally catastrophically bad that it, you question, like, how does that happen? They've had, That's not a coaching This issue.
1: isn't the first year that they're fair catching on punts and kickoffs. They give up. They've done it twice by the end of the season in four years under Frost. They're not even returning kicks. That's how futile their special teams are that they give up. But I look at the game against Michigan State. They're running the
0: complete opposite way of who caught the ball. Like, (laughs) are we, can we really blame that on Frost? Like, if if that is a Frost issue, I'm with you. But I find it very hard to believe that that a a head coach somehow, some way, tells them to run the opposite way of what you kick it. Like I cannot fathom that that's the coach's fault. It could be. I could be very, very that wrong. Is in saying that is completely.
1: I don't know if it's head coach. I don't want to land on the head coach like, there. Uh, come on. Like, but again, I don't know. That's the philosophy. Okay, it's a terrible philosophy. If there's two returners <laughs> and you say all eleven guys go <laughs> after that one, on that guy, that guy, because we're kicking, we're kicking it that way. Your punter just earlier in the game. <laughs> I think they're on their second the punter in that game. By the way, they were. The the other punter, previous punter, kicked it 13 yards once. So you're place You got a backup punter in, and you're saying, "Yeah, let's all get that guy because that's definitely where we're putting it." That's a you coaching no problem. Idea. An absolute disaster. <laughs> that's <laughs> not. Who's that's the players' fault? They're told they're doing what the coach tells them. I don't know, man. I just. Look, the 3-4 three, the three, front, the 4-3 front, the, the odd front that they didn't expect in the Listen, Illinois game, did prepare teams, them for, that's the a coaching The special team,
0: problem. the catastrophe that was special teams, I don't think we can put the br- the blame on Scott Frost for that. Sure, he's the head coach, and he's the one that's going to take the blame, I'm just saying I'm not sure if he should take the brunt of that blame. He will because he's the head coach. Adrian Martinez was an Adrian Martinez problem. You can't tell me that Scott Frost was the one throwing four picks against Purdue. Should he have put Logan Smothers in at some point? Sure. But then what happens when Logan Smothers goes in and gets absolutely killed because he's a freshman that has never played in a Division One football game in crunch time? Like, it can go both ways.
1: Like, Adrian Martinez is deserves a good amount of blame for that. He does for, like, the individual plays. And, again, the specialists, as they like to, to put the blame on special teams, on the specialists, um, yeah, the players are out there making the plays. But, again, you're in year four. You're in year four of Adrian Martinez. So you are either either have to, to and develop him and make problem. him better, or you have to learn to adjust your game plan to understand his strengths and weaknesses a little bit better and not put it all on him like they did for four years.
0: I don't know, Buck. I you I, know you know is, where I stand. Yeah. I just don't think I I genuinely don't think. And I know fans have their frustration with Frost because it's a pattern. Look, if this was Frost's right. only three and nine football team, sure, that's one thing. You have a bad season. You have some bad breaks. It is what it is. Scott Frost has yet to have a winning record at Nebraska. Right. He's yet to go to a bowl game. I understand all that, but I'm looking at last season specifically with the talent that you put on the field. I think it's unfair to put a lot of it on Frost. And again, that's, and that's my nine. opinion. That's With what,
1: all the talent they had on the field, that's the opposite of the argument you listen, should Listen, you
0: are in a position to win every game. You are in a position to win every game. exactly. And guess what happened in the fourth quarter?
1: You lost. You know what I'm going to say. It wasn't okay. always Adrian. You, like, you just said you're kicking the ball to the wrong guy or putting everybody toward that way. Adrian had his problems, and he'll continue probably to have some problems of those at Kansas State. Yeah, well. I don't think that they're going to you know, run him the same way. I think it's gonna listen,
0: I don't wanna say this because like I guess I'm gonna word this how I how I want it to come off. Is I think it's gonna be very apparent who a lot of the issues fall to last season with Casey Thompson in this season. That's all I'm gonna say. Is I think when you put Casey Thompson into this offense, which I don't even know we've talked about it, I think that team might be more talented than the team this year. We don't know. It's yeah. a lot of moving pieces. A lot of I think half of the starting lineup is going to be transfers. So we, right. we genuinely don't know outside of maybe O'Shawn Mathis. Okay, we know. he's Turns out he's pretty good at football.
1: Yeah. Outside but of that, also, we don't know. You don't have Cam Juergens. You don't have Cam Taylor Britt. Those are second-round picks. You don't know. And I you think when
0: know. you insert Casey Thompson into this lineup, I think things are going to look a lot different. I know they're. I gonna think look things different. are going to look a lot different. I do, and that's that's a lot of where my optimism comes this season.
1: Yeah. Well, and I and I'll keep some optimism along with you because there there certainly is a chance. Sometimes um, getting too into the weeds of it, you know, kind of gets you into your own trouble. Now you're circling, arguing yourself, and it <laughs> convincing is. yourself you're not going to get out of it. Um, if we're honest. Again, I think that this team has the, the, the talent in place and the, and the people in place um, certainly to win eight games on their football schedule this year, at least. Then there's that part of me that holds back and say, yeah, I think I've seen that before, though.
0: Rubber Duck makes a good point here, Bach. How are we blaming the field goals on the coaching staff? Like when you miss, how many field goals did they miss last season? 12? How one, can you blame a thirty-five-yard
1: field goal on the coach? Because you've had Connor Colt for one year, and again, three. Uh,
0: let Come me try on, try to man. think. You two, at blame least two, two years. The coach,
1: this is this is repetitive. This is the problem. Is it's not one year it's problem. You had Connor Colt save you one year. Other than that, you haven't had a field goal kicker. I remember beating Northwestern 13-10 to 10 on like a 26-yarder that Barry went through on, from a guy that was serving But you're telling me that's down, not the right downtown. coaching move
0: to, to send him out there for a 35-yarder? Look, you have no choice. When it's 4th and 10 from the 27-yard line, guess what? You're going to take a shot, and you're going to kick the field goal. I'm not putting that on the coach. But you I'm not going you to.
1: You, the, again, this is not a problem of... A one year problem. This is this is not something he inherited. This is year four. It's time to any problem, any hole that you have on your roster, and it's a lot of it was on special teams, is your own fault. Now Connor Colt kinda of just disappeared out of nowhere. Could could Frost have foreseen that? Maybe not, but no. you at least have a, a backup that's in place. I mean that's a lot
0: easier said than done, man. Like the season before, wasn't he an all big ten selection? Yeah. Like what,
1: how is that coach? How is that Frost's fault? But again, and he forgets how to kick. That's the outlier. That's the outlier year, and as far as field goal kicking goes. For there's four years. I, I'm I'm fairly. I'm certain, gonna assume those, it though, was difficult rough. for
0: him to assume that he was gonna blow basically every field goal when it mattered. It's come on. That is not the coach's fault. We're not putting this on Frost. I'm losing yourself. I'm not losing. You're losing yourself. Do I believe It's not the coach's fault? You made the right decision by sending him out there. He just didn't execute. Whatever they did didn't
1: work that. And again, it always falls back on the coach. I don't know what they did to try to fix Connor Culp's confidence problem. I don't know, you know, all that, but it didn't happen. It didn't wait. Ultimately, you had an offense with the, with no threat of a field goal. And Which hurt their own red Which zone hurt. struggles to begin with. A quarterback that can't pass in the red zone. <laughs> You're very much limited by behind offensive line that can't pass protect. You know, you, so I, why are we blaming Frost for this? I'm not completely blaming them. Those are the those. I mean, because you got to develop some. You got to have some strengths on your team. You can't just have you all wanted these weaknesses things to and win despite this. them. You, you
0: wanted things to change this year. Look at the transfer portal. You you wanted things to change. He's made every addition, like. Outside of maybe offensive line, I don't know what more he possibly could have done this offseason. Other than maybe be the best transfer recruiting class. The thing is, who wants to transfer to Nebraska? You haven't gone to a bowl game in four years. And you still have the sixth best transfer class in the country.
1: Excuse me. Five years. And seventh best transfer class now that been, is they've moved, been updated uh, i don't know
0: 24 <laughs> 7 seems sketchy it's been updated. i'm no i'm using six you I'm can't using use six i'm no, using the number six all right <laughs> i'm using fine i'll give you seven you are still able to get the seventh best transfer class in the country after going three and nine
1: i know the I coach no has problem something the to off-season. do with that I have no problem with this offseason and what they've done to turn it around. I have a problem in completely buying into every move working because I've seen this play out before under this leadership. Now, hopefully it can change. We haven't seen
0: anything like this. I mean, this was a complete and total, like, overhaul of the program. Right. Like, this is going to be a completely different team on the field and off the field when it comes to coaching staff. Like, it's a completely different team. Different does not always equal better. <laughs> and I'm not saying that it does, but I'm saying everything that has been done in the offseason gives you reason to be optimistic.
1: And they've—I've been there. They've done—they've done everything. They're good. In they've the done—they've
0: done literally everything. What more do you want them to do? Well, like you said, seriously, you said the offensive line—that's the biggest issue. Offensive they've they've line, added a few guys. You offensive line. They've added a few guys. Yeah, uh, you're bringing a few guys back. Look, I—I I, I think the
1: offensive line probably would be the weakness. Which, by the if way, I say a weakness, which was a strength for their. Terrible years to begin with. You were going, well, at least they're getting like six, seven, six, eight guys out of the offensive line. They're recruiting size all the time. That hasn't Man, developed all the no, way. oh not really. Again, I'll
0: give you offensive line, but we were freaking out about the defensive line. Well, guess what? That got better. Freaking out about the skill positions. Well, you got a transfer running back who looks like he might start, and then you got Trey Palmer and Marcus Washington. Okay, you got two guys that have played at the Power 5 level as weapons, and you're bringing back Omar and Manning. Then you were worried about the secondary. Guess what? They've overhauled the secondary completely after losing Cam Taylor Britt. I don't know what more you want them to do other than maybe – okay okay. offensive line like come on I I, I just don't understand like I I I don't understand the lack of optimism going into this season I know that the past seasons have hurt and I get that this is a completely different team (laughs) literally (laughs) even the coaching staff is completely different I'm just
1: not gullible enough to believe in offseason championships anymore I don't I don't think that that's and then the other thing is yes it's it's a it's a well put together class it is but it's not like you're. And it fixes your problem immediately, is what you did in the transfer portal. Yeah, you
0: plug it. You, you, you have to fix it this year, and you plugged in those holes.
1: Yes. And, and that's what Most they did. Most of the holes, yes. Most of the holes. Sure. But th- to expect all of those plug and play things to work out perfectly, it's just not we- going to
0: happen. You got three weeks to figure it out. That's what helps is you have no excuse not to start out 3 and 0 literally none if they look if they start Travel out 2 and 1 the world. <laughs> if you no listen if you start 2 and 1 which by most school standards that's a good start to the season look listen i'm with you if they start 2 and 1 we got problems because that means that you probably lost your game in ireland and northwestern and yes, we got to start thinking War about to Clay Helton. We yeah, got. I don't know Clay why Helton you keep of Clay. Th- that would be catastrophic. <laughs> <That's> like, that <laughs> would be yeah. worst case scenario. Uh, we have a couple texts coming in. Um, uh, Anthony says, "I would say, how in the hell did you ruin your Big Ten kicker? Uh I mean, like, it, I don't know if we're gonna blame Frost for him just being like bad." I, I like I listen. I don't know how to evaluate the kicking situation because it's something that basically no one's ever seen before. Like really that tough. was like literally worst case well, scenario happened.
1: You see guys like go up and down in their confidence, uh, kicking field but goals. But that was
0: like best kicker in the conference to the worst. That's
1: in a matter of like, that's a also season. a stretch. And I don't mean to say this in a rude way to Connor Colt, but that was like a down year. I think Keith Duncan. I would probably you know prefer the Iowa kicker right. myself. Counter-Colp hit a bunch of like short shots and hit one like 45 yarder um, but didn't really miss any Two years ago. And so that's what put him in there. But it's not like he was out there booting forty five yarders The thing is right. they didn't
0: even ask him to do that last season. They asked him to make thirty and thirty five yarders and he still found a way to yeah. miss him. That's the issue. Rubber duck says, So Bach, are you essentially saying it's Frost's fault for not recruiting a better kicker? I'm confused I'm confused too, Rubber Duck. And he says Bach's been hurt too many times to trust the process. That's right. It's true. Yeah. I, and I can absolutely tell absolutely true. I can see the look I can see the pain in your eyes. <laughs> Travis and Lincoln says we answered all these transfer portal questions. Casey can- Thompson goes down. Game one, season over. I don't know if we can say season over. It would certainly be ceiling drops. Your yeah, yeah, your ceiling would drop. Look, I we've heard about Chuba Purdy, and I'm all for it. Sure, if he's better than Casey Thompson, start him. Listen, we're at a point now. Start the best guy that you got in the room. But let's be honest with each with each other. Casey Thompson's going to be the guy.
1: But let's also let's also give them credit there too. Now I have to stick up for credit there. is that the quarterback position is, uh, well, the well-stocked room. It is Logan Smothers was no slouch. Logan Smothers was the best quarterback in that Nebraska, Iowa game last year. (laughs) He just was. And, uh, that was his first action there. Um, then you then you throw in, you know, Trevor Purdy who a lot of us are kind of thinking could could move past Logan Smothers. Right. Um then like Heinrich Harburg is just the most forgotten about quarterback of all time. Well, I'll just assume all three of those guys are ahead of him. He could make a push. I mean, I I feel really good about that. Quarterback room, the too. running back room has a lot of depth, the wide receiver room has a lot of depth. So they have some well-stocked positions.
0: I think your ceiling though like you said is based on Casey Thompson. drops a little bit, yeah.
1: I I think because that's he's, it's dependent on him. He's proven. He's already he's the done guy it. that's been there. Yeah.
0: I would agree. Texter says some people just love to be negative. They live in the world of negative, and they're always empowered by saying negative things. That's right, Texter. Yep. Bach needs to start getting some Kool Aid in him. That's me. I'll, I'll make just, some vodka I Just like to too. be
1: negative. I'll get some Bach. Or now. realistic. <laughs> maybe, maybe realistic. Uh, uh, I don't know if I would say. Maybe but, using four years of data to listen, maybe not I, just jump
0: in all this. And I numbers. get that, but I've told you the team looks completely different. That's fine. And basically every aspect. I don't know if your data is going to work that well for this season. I'm telling you,
1: I've watched this for four years, and I think the common theme and the problem, to me, has been the head coach and the lack of discipline on the team and and the problems.
0: And that's just where we disagree. Is a lot of the blame you put on Frost, and I'm not putting as much blame on Frost, but that's that's but that's where fans are against each other and why it's so polarizing, right? Is like out of what happened last season, someone needs to be to blame. You don't go three and nine with right. that roster as good as that team was without putting blame on someone. So I'm with you on that. Hammond Bean says the O line has been of the weak link for years. Nothing has been fixed. Hell, we had a guy get a false start for falling on his butt untouched. Uh, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> that is that true. was not under Frost. Uh, though, for what it's uh, like. Thomas and Lincoln said there should be at most four quarterbacks in the room. I think there are four legitimate yeah. quarterbacks, I would say. All the talk about blame for Frost, isn't it a problem that there's nothing to credit him for? I think, But that, that's my thing is I think Scott Frost has built this coaching staff and team, basically from the ground up, and a lot of credit has to go to Frost
1: for what's been done this off season, I think a lot has to go to Frost. again. I give Frost the most credit in the world for having one of the best offenses in the Big Ten last year, despite not having an offensive line that could pass protect. Uh, in they your did own, have good offense. Your other problems, that yeah. obviously, that you had there. Also,
0: text her real quick, Bach. Who should they hire next year?
1: Oh, Clay we're not, I'm not getting it. Yeah, Clay Helton. <laughs> After, <laughs> After you, Georgia Southern you. beats Nebraska, I know. and then Clay Helton.
0: Uh,
1: uh, we're gonna have to restart this music because I do want to say uh, this. We do have Lincoln Salt Dog tickets against the Chicago Dogs tonight. What is that? Four of them? Yeah, four. Four Salt Dogs so tickets. Texas, if you want them. Yeah, Texas, if you want them. Actually. Go ahead and just call in. The first call. person to call in, 402-464-5685. Nice. If you've got the night open, you want to go see some Salt Dogs baseball, give us a call right, right now. Right behind 402-464-5685. Yeah, yeah great seats. Right behind, great uh, seats. Do you have a time the game starts there? It starts at 7.05 tonight. Well, there you go. 7.05. It's in section 102, row 6. Literally right behind home plate. Really good seats. There you go. All right, so give us a call. 402-464-5685 if you want those tickets. Brian Munson of On3 coming up next.